The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for another edition of the Agents of Inclusion podcast brought to you by Special Olympics and Odyssey. I'm JR of the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. And every single episode, every single edition, we want to open up minds and challenge everyone to be more inclusive. We have new episodes that drop every Wednesday, so make sure you follow and or hit the subscribe button. And today, we're going to head down to Florida. We're going to check in with Special Olympics athlete and sports broadcaster Malcolm Harris Gowdy. I had the pleasure of hanging out with Malcolm earlier this year during Super Bowl week in Arizona. Malcolm is and was the first sports broadcaster to represent Special Olympics. He attended Radio Row. He interviewed some of the biggest athletes in sports. And as you will hear from Malcolm, this is only the start. This is only the beginning. He hasn't let anything stop him from achieving his goals and looking to go any further. And so let's not waste any more time. Let's go down to Florida and check in with Malcolm Harris Gowdy. It's another edition of the Agents of Inclusion podcast. We're going down to beautiful and sunny Florida. We're going to check in with someone who is breaking barriers as a sports reporter and broadcaster. It's someone I met and connected again with earlier this year at the Super Bowl. It's my main man, Malcolm Harris Gowdy. Malcolm, how you doing, man? You good? I'm wonderful, JR. Uh, pleasure to be on the uh, on the Agents of Inclusion podcast. No doubt about it. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. So I guess for a little bit of background, Tell us all where you where you're from in Florida and what you currently do. What occupies your day to day? So I live in uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, Jr. It's on the east coast of Florida. And uh, and uh, today I am I'm actually um, here at the uh, Fort Pierce uh, Special Olympus uh, office. 
uh, doing the interview today. Um, no work today, actually, uh, which is a good thing. I, I worked yesterday. I worked Tuesday. I worked Monday. I go back tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be my long day uh, at Publix. I go on 1030 to 7. Okay. Um, but, the sport, but the sports I do, um, to piggyback on your um, on your question, I do basketball, I do bowling, I do track, and I'm also a golfer. Awesome. Now, how long have I'm going to get to to the work that you do because we all got to eat, we all got to make some money. Yeah. How how long have you been an athlete with Special Olympics participating in those sports? Absolutely, Jr. So I've been involved with Special Olympics since 2006. So it's my 17th year as an athlete. Cool. And what what got you involved in Special Olympics? Was it a friend, a family member? Did somebody yeah. call up? How, how did this come to be into your life? Of course they are. So how I got involved in Special Olympics was, um, so I actually got involved in Special Olympics when I was in high school. I went to Fort Pierce Central High School um, in Fort Pierce. And I would get involved in the uh, law enforcement <clears throat> torch run. I did it for three years. And uh, and one of my teachers, her name was Kathy Costa. She got me the paperwork. And at first I misplaced it. So I misplaced the paperwork. So then luckily enough, um, she was uh, she was amazing to get me another um, another uh, paper for Special Olympics. And that's how I got involved. My first sport was golf. And I remember I did it at Champions Golf Course in uh, Kissimmee. And I did individual skills and I got fit place my very first year as a special Olympus athlete. That's not too shabby, man. You you come you came out the, the the gates of blazing. You know, we've talked about the law enforcement torch run here on Agents of Inclusion. For anyone who's not familiar, give us a, a quick refresher. What is the law enforcement torch run? So you have all the different law enforcement agencies, JR, like the Fort Pierce Sheriff's Office, the San Jose County um sheriff's office and you also have the portland police department and so what they do is they do the torch run um one saturday um in the month of may and we did it at fort pierce central high school it's where the run started and then it ended at public st james and the run was like a 5k so it was like a three it was like a three and a half mile run i gave it my best to run that whole thing but it was very long so like they had a they had a mobile trailer where some of the athletes can go on if they couldn't um, run the whole entire thing because the run was super long. Like I said, it started from Fort Pierce Central High School where I went to. It was on uh, 25th Street and it ended at Publix uh, St. James uh, right there. And uh, they had uh, they had, they, they had uh, refreshments for everybody. They had cookies. They had water. They had Gatorade. They had bananas. Uh, we all just – hung out after the run because the run was so long and uh i'm glad i i'm glad i was able to do it but in high school like i said i did it for three years in a row it was a lot of fun and uh when you come to a special illness event jr what these athletes have to endure and what they've had to go through i mean they're they're the most amazing incredible individuals that you'll see and i'm telling you when you come to a special illness event you'll be just wowed by you know by the stories they've had to endure the challenges they've had to overcome it, it it it's incredible to see what 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 these special Olympic athletes can do well, it's amazing what what you've been able to do we're going to get into to more of your work whether it be with the the New York Mets covering the Super Bowl we're going to get into all of that 
when you started participating in Special Olympics as an athlete, how how was that? Were you a little cautious, some trepidation, or were you ready to just jump feet first? I know you said you initially lost the paperwork. Well, well, what happened was uh, my first sport, I believe, yeah, the first sport I did, Jr. was track and field, and. I met all these um, all these incredible athletes, and I was a newbie. I didn't know I didn't know anybody. Um, I was nervous out of the gate. I didn't know what what my expectations were, but um, but as soon as I met these incredible special Olympus athletes, um, they helped me um, out of the gate. There's one athlete. Um, his name is Alexander Perry from uh, St. Lucie. So he helps me um, with everything when it came to um, excelling in every sport that I was doing, whether it was track and field, he gave me um, good tips on how to be successful as a specialist athlete in track. Or or I'll give you an example. When I went to nationals for golf and I did individual skills, I remember one year um, I didn't have a caddy. So Alexander Perry, which is one of the athletes, um, said that he'll be my caddy. So every single um, every single um, station they had um, during nationals, you know, he would give me advice on what clubs to use, what clubs not to use, um, things like that. And uh, he would also say to me, "Okay, you know, you're gonna go early, you're gonna practice, you know, regardless of, you know, if you're if, if you're leading in the in the event or not." So I remember, I remember one instance where. I was down by eight points at the event at nationals at PGA um, village at sales West. And I said to Alex as my lead safe, he said, absolutely not. And he said, you're going to, we're going to go and practice. We're going to get all the different stations. You're going to, you're going to practice your pitching, your chipping, your putting. So he helped me a big deal. And, and, and uh, I actually won the event. I got a gold medal and, uh, I went to nationals for golf twice at PGA Village in uh, San Jose West, and it was amazing. Um, I got back-to-back golds that year, and I also got silver as well. So I went three years in a row. Talk to us about, and, and you talk about the relationships that you've been able to build through participating in sports and the accolades that you picked up with with your medals. How How has sports or being able to participate in sports, how has that changed your life? JR, you asked me a phenomenal question, and I'm going to tell you, sports has really impacted my life so much. The relationships I had with everybody in Special Olympus, whether it was uh, whether it was Haley uh, Robbins, who does community engagement, to Darren, um, I mean, all the coaches. I mean, all the coaches I made a, have made a huge impact on my life. My basketball coach, uh, Coach Ed Stengel, um, one of my another one of my coaches, uh, Coach Kim Martina, who's my bono coach, she's made a huge impact on my life. Without all those uh, relationships, I wouldn't be the successful special Olympus athlete I am today. Without all those relationships, if we think about things outside of, of Special Olympics, you've accomplished some some pretty cool things from a broadcast perspective. This past season, or earlier this year. Out at the Super Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona, I had a chance to see you up close and personal. You were the first athlete representative from Special Olympics to be a reporter surrounding Super Bowl Media Week. And we know Radio Row is is amazing. It's packed. It's full. 
It's nonstop athletes, not just from the NFL, but legends from from all sports. And it's it's probably the biggest gathering of sports media that you'll see in the United States year after year after year. How did that opportunity come about for you to go ahead and do that? Absolutely, JR. How that opportunity uh, presented itself was first, I got an email from uh, Lindsey Smith, the chief operating officer of Special Olympus, uh, Florida. She presented the opportunity to me um, to go to the Super Bowl as part of uh, Media Row. You know, it was it was something that they've never done before. And then the sports and entertainment uh, network fan side, I got to work alongside them uh, for the entire uh, week during uh, Media Row. I had to and I had to do so many questions on the fly, Jr. It was like nonstop, multiple days, no no rest whatsoever. I had to. I'm I'm basically a reporter for the most part, so I had no time to have fun. It was all about cramming, researching all these um, athletes that I had to interview. I had to come with questions on the fly, so it was like nonstop preparing, um, doing my research on all these different. Um, celebrities and dignitaries from the Super Bowl where I was going to be interviewing. And I'll give you um I'll give you some 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 of the some of the dignitaries I, I got to interview. Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins was one. Mac Hollins of the Miami of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I got to interview the, the Hollister twins, Dalton Reisner of the Denver Broncos, um Apar Miller from American Ninja Warrior. I even interviewed Emmett Smith. Uh, running back for the Cowboys, and also his son, E.J. Smith Jr., who goes to Stanford. Um, he plays college ball at Stanford. I even got to interview Trey Wingo. I even got to interview Kay Adams, Kenny Mayne. I mean, I was on a podcast with Matt Verderam, who's now with SI, for over two hours. It was called Stack in the Box. So for two hours, me and Matt, we were interviewing all these dignitaries back to back to back with no rest whatsoever, no break in between. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I was there on site and saw you as well. We did put you on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I was on there too. I was I was on CBS Sports Radio. I, I even interviewed Maggie Gray and um, Andrew um, Pureloff as well. Um, I was also on Fox Sports Radio as well. Um, so I had a – it was and, a war. Well, correct. I'm sorry to cut you off. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, maybe I am. I think I was two feet from you. Were you not having a conversation with Joe Montana? Yeah, I got. Okay, I, had, okay. I had a conversation with Joe Montana. I even had a conversation with Coach Prime, who now coaches at, um, who now coaches at the University of Colorado. Beyond, wait, I, let's no, let's let's slow down, Malcolm. Okay. These are some big names here. Yeah, uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Yeah, Deion Sanders. You spoke to the who's who. Some of the biggest name in sports yeah. and football. I don't want to. I'm I'm slowing you down because this is such a huge deal that yeah. you were you were able to do and accomplish this when it was all said and done. This 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 amazing experience, this amazing opportunity. How did you feel afterwards, Jr? It was afterwards. I was just. I was just in. I was just soaking everything all in, taking in the moment. I got back home. Everybody back home was just so excited. The day I went back to work at Publix on Valentine's Day, 
Everybody was asking me about my experience from the Super Bowl. They said they saw all my um, local um, interviews that I did prior to going to Arizona, and they were just so impressed with with all the interviews I got to do. And my customer service manager presented me with a photo album of all the um, photos that I sent them to Arizona. So I got a photo album from my customer service manager when I got back to work on Valentine's Day. And everybody was talking to me about it. And then I had interviews right afterwards. I got interviewed by Sports Byline USA out of San Francisco. They're a, Siri, they're, they're a serious XM radio station out of San Francisco. They want to interview me as well. Then I had I had, I had a bunch more interviews lined up afterwards, too, like asking about my experiences. Then everybody, then everybody at Publix was like, we saw you on the news, you know, or, you know, and I've gotten autographs from, from everybody at work. Like everyone's asked me for, for their autograph. I even got one from one of the uh, parents when I went to Family Cafe a couple weeks ago in Orlando. So she asked me, um, can I get your autograph, you know, since you went to a Super Bowl? And I said, absolutely. So I gave her my autograph. She was just so impressed. You and, did. I'm sorry, Malcolm. Go ahead. Yeah, JR. So so one of the one of the parents that went to Family Cafe, she had a son. Um, her son's name, J, uh, JP. So she asked me for my autograph and I gave it to her. And she's like, wow. Um, she's like, you've done so much. For, you know, you've done so much in the community, Malcolm. You're. You're an inspiration to everybody, and uh, I just, I, I was just, I was just humbled by that, and uh, honored that that everybody's been uh, been in my corner, and I'm just so humbled and gracious and thankful for all the support I've had. Because if I didn't have, if I didn't have Special Olympus, if I didn't have my family um, supporting me, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be the Malcolm Harris Gowdy that I am today. You know, sitting here and speaking to you on the podcast, Jr. Um, I just got, you know, I just got to thank my family first and foremost because, like I said, they have been there for me um, since day one. Secondly, I want to thank my my work family, my public family. They've been there, they've supported me throughout, and I just want to thank them as well. And third, I want to thank my special ones family. I want to thank Darren, you know, for being my chaperone. I want to thank. Lindsey Smith from Special Olympus, the Chief Operating Officer. I want to thank Haley. I want to thank everybody from Special Olympics, you know, because without them, this opportunity would not have been possible. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 
Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Being on site firsthand to see you in action, you you deserve it. And you did an amazing job. And I don't say that because, uh, you know, I just walked by. I saw you there and I saw the work that you put in for several days. And that's why, you know, we want to we want to focus in on on you and what you've been able to do. That's an amazing opportunity. And and you you've had plenty up until that point, whether it's it's covering the the New York Mets and, and Port St. Lucie close to home where they have yeah. their spring training home yeah. and, and in other sporting events. What what piqued your interest in sports reporting? There's a lot of people that like sports, but what piqued your interest to be a broadcaster? Absolutely, JR. So what piqued my interest was growing up, um, my dad, who uh, who is a huge, huge sports fan, um, he um, he's a huge Yankees fan. So I actually um, didn't have a sports team to root for growing up. So it was my dad who got me um, interested in sports casting. And I have twin brothers. Um, who live in New York, they're huge um, Yankees fans. And uh, I'm not a Yankees fan. Um, I, I, Like I said, I mean, I, I, I love baseball, but the a Yankees – A lot of people not, don't like the Yankees. That's, yeah, that's I'm, I'm, I'm not a Yankees fan. Um, that's not my team. Uh, if, you know, if, and, you know, so that's how, that's how I got – that's how my interest – um, started when it came to sports casting when I was 11. Also, um, when I was 11 years old, I would actually do my own sports cast from the comforts of my own home. So I would. So this is what I do, Jr. So whenever I see a sports um, a sports game, I would mute the sound of the TV so I don't hear the commentators, and I kind of do it on my own. I kind of splice it up. When I did that back at my back at home. Everybody in my family was sitting in the living room. They're listening to me like commentate the game, and everybody in my family is like, is like shocked. They're, they're in shock. They're in awe. They're like, they're like, how does he know? How does he retain all that information? You know, up in his uh, up in his head and his brain. So one day, my brother runs to my mom and dad's room 
and and says to my mom and dad, you gotta come here, Malcolm, commentate. That's when that's when that's when I had a passion for sports, and that's when my interest in sports casting began. So at the age of eleven. Do you have a favorite experience from what you've been able to do up until now? Absolutely, JR. Um, man, if I had to pick one favorite experience, I would say the Super Bowl would be number one because I had never covered, I've never been to a Super Bowl in, a, in my 34 years of life. The opportunity presented itself. So I would have to say that is my, that'd be my favorite experience. The Super Bowl was my favorite experience. Like that's something I will never uh, forget. Um, I can't wait to uh, you know to see what other experiences uh, come down the line. But this experience right here, Jr., was just my favorite out of all the experiences I've had. This has had this has to be the number one experience. This has to be number one on my list right now. Well, let's put the cherry on top because this this wasn't mentioned. I was also present when you got a little bit of a surprise at the end of Super Bowl Media Week. You had two individuals. Who kind of surprised you with something real special? Fill us in on that. Sure, Jr. Um, I'll fill you in on it. So, Anquan Bolden, a former wide receiver um, for the Arizona Cardinals, he went to Florida State um, in college, and he also went to uh, Pahokee uh, High School uh, down in Pahokee, um, down in uh, the Palm Beaches. So, and he's also he, he's also part of the Players Coalition. So, he surprised me with going to the Super Bowl as a reporter because he loved my reporting. And when when he when he surprised me there, I was just I was just I was just in I was just in awe. I didn't know I I, I didn't have words to describe that at the time. Uh, and the thing and the thing as well too was I couldn't share this with anybody, so I couldn't release it. I had to wait for the press release um, from Special Olympics uh, headquarters. They said I couldn't. Um, Share with anybody outside of um, outside of the uh, outside of the uh, media row. So I had to wait till they post the press release. The only people I was allowed to share it with was with my parents. And then when I called my parents and I told them, they were like, "Wow!" And uh, when I said my mom, my dad, they're like, "Wow, mom's gonna be at the Super Bowl on Fox." So I'll get you know. So I told then once I told them, then. I had to wait for the press release. Once I wait for the press release, after the press release went out, then I was allowed to share it with people outside of my family. So I was able to share with all my friends at, you know, like after they had the press release and everybody was like, wow. Then I share with one of my aunts um, who was very proud of me, you know, and things of that nature. And everybody, you know, everybody in my circle has been really proud of me. And especially, especially special ones, you know, because they're the ones that presented me this opportunity. So, like I said before, Jr. Without Special Olympus presenting me this opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be the athlete I am today. Well, what was that experience like? Not everybody has a chance to go to a Super Bowl. What was it like? I mean, Rihanna performed at halftime. Yeah. You saw two great quarterbacks. Yeah. What saw was it few, like for you? I mean, for me, Jr. Honestly, it was amazing to be a part of the media. To go to the Super Bowl was incredible. I got to be a part of the uh, of sixty percent of the media, so I even saw all the affiliates from NBC Philadelphia to Fox. I saw I saw a gentleman from uh, from from ESPN Dallas. He was there. Uh, we were just chatting it up. Um, 
got to be in the media tent. It was a lot of fun. They had a lot of food. It was, uh, you know, it, it, it was just a tremendous experience. Then, then afterwards, post game, I got to interview Patrick Mahomes. I was getting to that, man. You talking about speaking to some some schlub from Philadelphia? We don't care about that. Tell us about talking to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Jr. Talking to Patrick Mahomes was just incredible. I got my question in because you know something. As part of the media, when you're there at the at the post game pressers, it's not easy. You have to just get yourself out there and just ask your question because a lot of times, a lot of times their agents are going to rush you. They're going to say, "Okay, you got to hurry it up because you know, you know the players want to go back to the locker room and celebrate." So you know you got to get your question in because you had all these media members from all over, not just from Philadelphia, but you had media members from Kansas City and uh, ESPN and NFL Network and Fox and all these other uh, sports, uh, all these other sports uh, affiliates from around the country and globally too. So you have to get your question in so quick because, you know, they're rushing you. All their agents are there rushing you, telling you, you know, hurry it up. You know, you know they want to go celebrate in the locker room, you know, after winning the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's like – but Patrick Mahomes, he's – he, he is a really humble guy, and I'm grateful I was able to get my question in because, if, you know, because Matt was telling me, get your question in. So, and not only that, opening night was amazing as well, JR. I got to interview Travis Kelsey. I even got to interview Andy Reid. I even got to talk to him on opening night, and I even got to talk to Gracie Hunt as well, too. So, Malcolm, you connected with so many of those legends. What's what's next? What do you want to go out there and achieve next? What's what's some what's some of your goals? <laughs> wow. Um. I mean, I already got a Super Bowl on my on uh, on my on my bucket list uh, checked off. Um. I mean, I would I would love to cover a World Series. I've never done that before. Um. I would love to do an NBA Finals. I would love to cover a nat a cut. I love to cover a college basketball final four, uh, a college uh, football uh, national championship. I would love to co cover uh, college sports as well. Um, so I want to cover the biggest sporting events. You know, that's what's next for me. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm shooting for. I want to cover, you know, the next, you know, all the big sporting events, not just the Super Bowl, but but any any big event, any big sport that's out there, and uh, like I said, college, NBA, NFL. I mean, shoot, I would love to go to a to to a to an to a NHL All Star game or cover the Stanley Cup. I I I mean, that's you know, I'm 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 shooting my shot, you know, and I think all of those things are 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 certainly in your future. Yeah, with, every, with everything that you've accomplished up until now. Mm -hmm. Most people wouldn't even think about or, or say, oh, my God, Malcolm has a, a, a disability at, at all for what you've accomplished. So what what does inclusion mean to you? The fact that you've been able to do all of these things and no one can look at you and go, well, he can't do it. Absolutely. Jared. Inclusion to me is so important. You know, it's uh, I. I don't like I said, I don't let my disability stop me and uh and and i'm and i'm gonna continue to, to not let it stop me i'm gonna continue to push those barriers because 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 one day 
somebody's going to call me and say, hey, we want you to come and be our sportscaster. So, uh, you know, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for that next opportunity when it presents itself. And when I get that call, I'm going to take advantage of it. You know, whether it's for ESPN, whether it's for Fox, whether it's for CBS Sports Radio or or even in my own backyard, I would I would just love to be that sportscaster that 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 just dissects the game and tells everybody, okay, so and so did this, you know. And if I could do that, others would others with disabilities can do it too. They just have to have that that positive support system because if you don't have that positive support, you know, you just gotta you just gotta you just gotta you just gotta believe in yourself and believe in your abilities and don't and don't let anyone tell you 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 know you're not strong enough, you're not good enough, you're not talented enough. You know, you know, you are enough. You just got to believe in yourself and you got to work at it. You know, you got to have that worth ethic ethic, because if you don't have that worth ethic, it's not going to matter. I appreciate you dropping the, the, the advice and the gems there as well. Kind of last question for you, Malcolm. Uh, you talked about your family. You talk about having a positive support system. Mm-hmm. What has your family meant to you? JR, to, you know, to, to, to answer your question, my family has meant so much, you know, so much to me without, you know, without the support of my family taking me in. And this is something that people don't even know about me either. I'm adopted. Yeah, I'm adopted. And uh, without without my family um, who took a chance on me, um, adopting me, I actually call them, my, you know, my mom and my dad, because, you know, without without them. I wouldn't be the Malcolm sitting here talking to you on the Ages of Inclusion podcast today. Um, there were some things that my parents said to me, which 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 stood out to me, which was they talked about how they um, they talked about how I was diagnosed, and this was one day I was I was watching my Florida tapes at home. So we have all these Florida tapes at home of me, you know, when I was a baby. And my parent, my mom says to me one day, she's like, okay, Malcolm, you're ready to know now how you were diagnosed. And when she told me, I was, I was, I was, I was in shock. I was, I was like, wow. Um, So how I was diagnosed with autism, JR, there was a liquid in my brain and doctors tried their, tried their hearts to, to get it out of my brain. And there was nothing that they could have done that. Uh, so there's a liquid in my brain. And I also never told this to anybody either. I actually was in an incubator fine from my life because my lungs were on the verge of collapsing. If I didn't fight the machine in the incubator to survive JR, I would have lost my life. I was a premature baby. And I also have club feet as well, too. So one foot is bigger than the other. That's another thing I don't, you know, I never mention to people either. Because, you know, that, you know, that to me is secular. I don't try to, you know, I don't let my disability stop me and I'm not going to. And that's my message for those that feel like they don't know what to do. They don't, they don't, they don't have hope. So my thing, you know, my thing to those that don't have disabilities, you know, don't, you know, don't stop believing in your dream. Go for it. Don't let anybody or anything tell you, you know, tell, you know, tell you don't have, you know, you don't have the ability or skills or worth at or worth ethic. You have to have that work ethic. If you work hard at it and just believe in yourself and have that positive support system, 
you know, you're going to reach your destiny, you know, that the Holy Spirit has for you. Malcolm, I appreciate you dropping all the gems, all the knowledge, sharing more. You're doing nothing but inspiring more people to go out and be awesome. As a part of your journey, as it continues on, you know, it's crazy to say a Super Bowl might be a start, but I think it is. There's so much more that you have in store. Where can people keep up with you and, and your journey as a sports broadcaster? Absolutely, JR. They could keep up to date with me. I have a YouTube channel. It's called uh, Sportscaster89. So I go on there and I do my own sports. I do I do what's called Sports Sports um, Sports Express. So I kind of dissect the game. I kind of just do like a five minute spiel of the night before in sports, and then I just do it on my YouTube channel. So they can follow me on YouTube. It's a uh, Sportscaster89. That's my channel on YouTube. And then they can also follow me on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, and Sportscaster89 uh, with with the number 89 because that's the year I was born. Man, absolutely amazing. Do you have any final words? You've dropped so many gems. I don't know if you have another one in you. Do you got anything else? I'm going to let you get the last word here. Absolutely, JR. So my last word would be um, – you guys can you guys can also uh, follow me at the San Jose Mets games. I also go to the San Jose Mets games a lot. Um, they have a homestand coming up uh, this week against Dunedin, the Blue Jays, the uh, the 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 affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. So they so they play Tuesday through Sunday at Cobra Park. Tuesday through Saturday, the games are six ten uh, Eastern time. So look out for me there. I am also the guest public address announcer with Evan nine as well. I try to announce the players uh, during, you know, during the game as well um, here locally, you can look for me there. Um, like I said, you can look for me. I'm all over. Um, so, you know, and, and my, and my one final word as well would, you know, would to be to continue helping me on this journey because I can't do this by myself. I need all the support. Um, so just continue to support me and my journey um that'd be my last word as well because like i said i don't know where this journey is taking me i'm just on this ride so uh you know i would i would gladly appreciate any support that you know that you guys have out there uh to help me um support me in my dream continue to tell me push my dream forward so that'd be my last word jr my main man malcolm harris gowdy it's another edition of agents of inclusion Thank you so much to Malcolm for coming through and, and dropping the gems, inspiring others and reminding all of us that th there's no reason for us to quit. There's no reason for us to give up. There's no reason for us to to stop because of what anyone thinks or, or what other people expect from us. And those gems are very much appreciated. I look forward to following Malcolm along his way and on the rest of his journey. Listen, if you want to help Malcolm, if you want to go ahead and help others, just be inclusive. It's really that simple. And you can do that locally. You can do that in Florida. You can do that wherever you live. Go to specialolympics.org and find out how you can be involved, how you can change lives and also better your own by participating. Specialolympics.org. I'm JR from CBS Sports Radio, and this is the Agents of Inclusion podcast brought to you by Special Olympics and Odyssey. We got a new episode that drops every Wednesday, but don't just follow, don't just subscribe. Figure out how you can go into your community and be more inclusive.